Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. ESPN NBA insider Jay Williams joins Wolf and Luke to talk NBA and the Suns. Brought to you by Midwestern University Clinics in Glendale. Faculty and graduate student-led comprehensive health care. Visit MWUClinics.com to schedule an appointment. All right, we are efforting to get uh, Jay Will on the show. Are the Yankees going to be good again, Wolf? Like, I'm not ready for this. They already called up Anthony Volpe, and he looks good. I called up, but he made the team out of camp. And yeah. just, no, I don't, we don't need this. Judge already this went yard. I believe he has the only uh, run in baseball. I mean, there's only two games going on right now. <laughs> but uh, but it's, I believe the only run right now belongs to the Yankees off an Aaron Judge home run. So, oh, no, the Braves. Braves Nationals 3-1 already in the uh, third inning there. Uh, we'll stick with the Suns and... Played you some of the the Kevin Durant um, audio, just his post game reaction to uh, getting out there. I, I tell you, just the the vibe around that game last night, and I, I know that you and I have talked about this before on the show, but last year game seven, just just comparing last night to last year's game seven, and just in one sense, I know totally different scenarios, but I, I will never forget walking out of that arena last year after game seven, and everybody walking back to the car. Whether you knew the person or not, everybody's just in a daze, right? Everybody was just, and I remember one person was like, all right, when's football season? That was yeah. it. And it wasn't you that yeah. said that. It was, right. Thank you. Um, but last night, walking out of that, I'm just, it's, you get out there onto the street and everybody's just like celebrating. Like it was, it felt like a monumental win. People were joking around, having a good time. It just, if you take those two big home game experiences over the last, 11 months, um, you couldn't be more night and day. Yeah. You know, for me, again, um, I think, why do, you, why do you think they were like that? Just because KD was back. He was back and he made it through a game. Is that, is that what you were thinking? I think there was they some of that. They won the game and he was back. But, but now, I mean, you haven't seen this team at full strength much all year. So to to just finally be seeing your basketball team that you've been waiting to see all season. I, I know. That I think it was that and then kind of the the thought in your mind of like and the playoffs start in two weeks. Yeah. I was talking about this a little bit earlier in this beautiful broadcast, brothers, but you know, for me again, the fact the Suns found a way to win a game when they had Kevin Durant, who was one for eight, three of 13 at one point going into the fourth quarter. You're talking five of 18 overall for the game. You had Kevin Durant struggle to the degree in which he did. You had DeAndre Ayton as well, who, by the way, DA for the most part was MIA. He was MIA in the first half for the most part. Uh, I thought he picked it up definitely in the second half and played better defense. I, I thought he was more physical, no doubt about it. Um, but, you know, D.A. didn't have a great game. Um, Devin Booker got to the line. <laughs> Devin Booker got to the line, and the, the Suns didn't play their best overall, but... They won a game and beat a team that was actually playing really good basketball in the Minnesota Timberwolves. It won four in a row. Carl Anthony Towns was back, and they were rolling. And the Suns went out and won a game against a team that was chasing them in the Western Conference. Yeah. Now, I mean, that matters. It, it was a big win uh, record-wise as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, you, you had to... 
you didn't have to have that game, but there's there's more than just well that was fun and they won. It's it's a big deal as far as avoiding the play in and pushing Minnesota back down a little bit. All right, uh, we are joined right now on the Arizona Sports Line by the co-host of uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN. Jay Williams joining us. Jay, thank you for the time. Um, how you doing? I'm doing good, Luke. Luke, by the way, you always you, you intro the name of our show incorrectly. I just want you to know that. It's J. Will, Keyshawn, and Max during basketball season. Oh, I just want to state that for the record. Let me just move that I up see. There. Okay. okay, great. Well, I have no problem with it being Keyshawn during football season, but please, during basketball season, <laughs> that's all I ask for. Okay. Would, you, would, you prefer, would you prefer I say J. Will louder, too? So it's like, J. Will, Keyshawn, and Max on ESPN. I mean, if you want to punctuate it, Luke, I'm not going to stop you. Okay, okay? That's, that's, that's out of your hands at that point. Okay, all right, I hear you. <laughs> Um, we're in a pretty good mood here. Kevin Durant played last night, made it through warmups, made it through the whole game, and it wasn't a, a you know a perfect game by any means. But it's a big win for the Suns too. What's uh, what are your thoughts on on what happened last night? You know, I'm I'm sleep deprived over here with three kids, and I, I found myself <laughs> super stoked to to watch this game, and you know, often wonder about not coming back and, and playing basketball after having significant time off and the rustiness that comes in, in lineups and strategies. And I, I was just overly impressed last night. I feel as if, you know, Kevin Durant is uh, is a player who obviously can be parachuted into any situation. Um, but in this one in particular, on a night where he was off, against a Minnesota team that is playing pretty good basketball, getting Carl Anthony Towns back, having Anthony Edwards back. I know some players were sick, but, you know, in an off night, the fact that Devin Booker was still aggressive. Um, it, and I, I think this is how Phoenix is, wins a championship, is that they have to be surgical. And now, we, Jay, what the hell does being surgical mean? It's the efficiency, the ability for CP3 to – really carve up the de- the defense. It's Devin Booker being the most aggressive player, taking the most shots, understanding that he is also a playmaker. And obviously, you're not going to have nights where KD is going to shoot the percentage he shot from the floor. So I think what I saw from the team is defensively, they held their own. They held their own on the boards. And to me, against that lineup, I think those are some of the challenges I look to be met. And I think this is a sign of this team moving in the right direction. And obviously, from a seeding perspective, um, you know, trying to capture ground and obviously having home court for a place, uh, being there, seeing games there, understanding the uh, advantage you will have from a home court perspective, I thought it was a massive win. Massive win. Yeah, so now, Jay, handicap the Western Conference for us, if you might, right now. Who do you like coming out of the West? Luke, I, uh, Wolf, I have no damn idea. <laughs> really? I, I, I mean, I, I am so... This to me is, you know, we were talking like, you know, the Western Conference is epitomized by this ABC analogy, right? Like, it's like rock, paper, scissors, okay? So just because A beats B and B beats C, that doesn't mean A is going to beat C here, okay? Um, And I I think that that truly epitomizes how I feel about if the Lakers fall in the eighth seed and they're healthy, Going against Denver, yeah, Denver still will be fit. That's going to be one hell of a series, mm. right? Like, if, like even the four or five matchup is that I, I still think Phoenix is favored here, but that's why I think home court is 
really a major thing for Phoenix. Like, if you're telling me that KD has played seven, eight games since the calendar year in 2023, and this team needs every advantage they can get from playing at home because when you're at home, role players step up their level of play. They feel more comfortable. I'd much rather find my rhythm at home, having home court advantage in series, even if that's just the first round, uh, than playing on the road in the first series. So, look, I, Sacramento, even though they're youthful, Harrison Barnes, only with their championship experience on that team, like they're still poised to play well. Memphis, even though I think their challenges with them being in a half court, they're still a team that's going to contend. Golden State being at the sixth seed, uh, this is going to be a straight-out battle. But I'd much rather go into battle having three of the most efficient players maybe in NBA history on my team than not having them on my team. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Phoenix Suns have here with KD, D-Book, and ultimately CP3. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a great way to put it. Jay Williams joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, Jay, Kevin Durant, after the game last night, he just kind of admitted, like, yeah, he had a hard time sleeping. He basically was a little bit nervous to get out there. He said sometimes you want it too much. And, you know, I, I just from, I think, a, an onlooker's perspective, it's kind of refreshing to hear that sort of honesty. I mean, you played in this league. Is that is that more common than maybe we are led to believe sometimes by these guys? You know, the one thing I, I appreciate about KD is that he's always who he is. Obviously, he's uh, a person who overanalyzes uh, a lot of times when, and you can see that, right? Even look at the way he just filters things on Twitter. Like when he has too much free time, right? You start seeing him process a lot of different things. Um, and it's almost, it works that way on the court as well. Like if he's not in a read, reactive type of mode, you're not getting the best version of him because he is super smart but when he reads and reacts he makes the right play 99% of the time I think it's why you saw and the way Monty from a coaching perspective goes about this is why I think this is such a great fit for him right Um, Monty is a guy that is wise beyond his years and so Monty even saying to him last night hey greatness doesn't shake his head which means stop thinking (laughs) read react play let the game and the fluidity of the game dictate what you do. So I think it's that kind of surrounding as it relates to KD from CP3, even joking with him, yeah, I was the one player that stopped you, right? Like, like post-game, like, you need those personalities because he, he becomes a different person yeah. when he's around that. And I think that is conducive to him being the best version of himself. And I think that's scary. If you're still beating Minnesota with a, with him having an off day, yeah. what does that say about when they all actually click together? Yeah. Jay, great stuff as it's always, man. We always Jay always Will. enjoy talking to you. <laughs> all right, boys. I'll be seeing you soon. Trust me. I'm coming out to Phoenix. I okay. need to see some playoff games. Awesome, nice. man. Do it. All right. All right that's, that's Jay Williams, host of the Jay Will, Keyshawn, and Max show this time of year on ESPN. Uh, joining us there on the Arizona Sports Line. This is your last shot to participate in the madness. Text Bucks to 620-620 and choose from the last four teams for your chance to win $250. That's Bucks to 620-620. It's the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks, presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. When we come back, Anthony Richardson's Pro Day is going on right now, actually. And uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. weighed in on the top of the draft with Bickley and Murata this morning. So we'll get you some of what he had to say next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
right, welcome back to the show. Quickly over to football. Anthony Richardson having his pro day today. Feels very similar to that Zach Wilson pro day a few years ago. We're like, look at this throw he made with no defenders in his own stadium. Yeah. Uh, but it was impressive, and I hope that the Colts are watching it and they're just mesmerized by it right yes. now. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You want that so badly. If that is the case, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be sitting in a very envious position this draft. Yeah, and it, it does kind of feel like it's trending that way, doesn't it? I mean, it does. And, and not just when we were looking at the uh, the odds for who was going to be the number 3 overall pick on FanDuel the other day and, and Anthony Richardson is favored over Will Anderson. Um, it's not just that. It's just kind of the history has shown us the quarterbacks move up draft boards when nothing's going on in this month before the draft. Yeah. And there, it's not like there's a couple desperate teams for a quarterback. There's there's like at least four where you can think of right off the top right. of your head, but probably one or two wild cards, too. What scares me, though, is a team that needs a quarterback and is sitting further down than four <laughs> because I want Will Anderson. I still well. want Will Anderson. <laughs> I want the Colts to be coveting whoever that third quarterback is. It doesn't matter if they love them some Anthony Richardson and they want to move up to number three to make sure nobody else moves up to number three and takes Anthony Richardson. That somehow, some way, can you imagine? Imagine the Arizona Cardinals could still, still get Will Anderson. <laughs> that is the perfect scenario. Well, it's funny you bring that up because Mel Kuyper was on with Pickley and Murata this morning, and there's a few of these cuts that I think are worth playing specific to what you just said. Let's start right here. They can get that type of player at three or four or trade down even further and still get him, which I would doubt, and that's the tricky part, guys. How far down can you move? That's why when I projected the trade with Indianapolis, it was going down from three to four. Well, yeah. going from three to four, you're guaranteed Will Anderson Jr. Move further down than that and you're not and if you're thinking and and this is what i would think well okay you know get will anderson i mean that's that's clearly who i want we've you and i think most people that follow the cardinals have pretty clearly wanted will anderson for a while but the thought you you look at you know the way last season played out in college and you see a lot of these mock drafts okay you know if they, if they had to move down to like seven or something with the raiders what's the first name you think of you think of tyree wilson mel kuyper not as high on tyree wilson wilson got a ton of talent uh, 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 no question he's got big time talent it's just to me they dropped him in the coverage some uh they you know he was banged up at the end of the year with the foot he had surgery uh but his play was sporadic to me i didn't always see the explosion and the dominance and just against guys that he's, uh, aren't going to be playing in the NFL. He wasn't able to beat one-on-one sometimes. And to me, you have to be able to do that in college where these guys aren't going to be NFL offensive linemen that you're working against. So that, uh, he looks the part. If you could draw up a guy as a defensive end slash outside backer, it would be him with his length and his size and his athleticism. So, uh, no, again, here's a guy a defensive line coach is going to look at and say, give me Tyree Wilson. I can make him a 12 to 15 sack a year guy. Right now, I don't see it. Coaching is going to Determine his fate in the NFL. Next, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mel. Mel is right on right here. I, I I I get it. Tyree is he's athletic and he is good and he looks great in the uniform and he does look good on tape. But at the same time, Will Anderson to me is a football player. 
See, it's the inside that matters more to me right now. And Will Anderson is a football player through and through. He is a dog. He is a guy that I've got my heart set on the Arizona Cardinals somehow, some way, being able to draft Will Anderson. And whether it's at number three and they stay right where they are, look, everybody, there he is. He's still on the board. It's Will Anderson. They draft him at number three, or if they could somehow move down to number four and draft him at number four and collect some picks, I, I have got my heart set on Will Anderson which, of course, puts me in the danger zone. Yeah. <laughs> we should make a list of all the times you've been in the danger zone. It's not that often. But this I, guy, it's not. It really isn't. But, but I want, I want that list. He's a rookie. Are you kidding me? Well, here, this probably isn't going to help. And I actually haven't heard this one cut yet from Mel Kuyper, but I have a feeling I know roughly where he's going to go with it. He was talking about Will Anderson. Love the kid. Love the character. Love the way he played at, at Alabama. He, just, he really gives you everything he has. He, he wasn't interested at all in NIL. Old deals. Nothing is a freshman, sophomore. He said, "Hey, that's time for that. We'll worry about that. I'm, I'm all business." He wasn't interested in any any uh, you know thing that was going to uh, take him away from his focus on football. And this year, teams knew they had to obviously negate him, so he was shipped. He was obviously going to be contained a little bit better than he was, where he was not at all contained in 2021. Uh, this year, uh, you know, the stats dropped. I, the thing that I will say about about Will Anderson Jr. when people say he's going to be elite, so elite means Miles Garrett or Von Miller and that. League. Nick Bosa. I, I didn't see that at Alabama, but hey, it, with his work ethic, you know, he's going to be a sponge. He's going to listen to everything that defensive line coach tries to teach him. Uh, right now, he doesn't have the bend or the explosiveness of those guys. Can he develop the bend? We'll see, uh, but he's going to be clearly yeah, one of the top guys in this draft. I have him second on the board right now, and Jalen Carter with the character concerns, you could argue Will Anderson Jr. is the best player in this draft. Yeah, no, you could argue that right there again. I love his football character. I love the makeup of Will Anderson and do believe he's got everything you need to go out and be an explosive edge player. Listen, nobody was giving James Harrison the chance to go out there and do anything. Nobody thought James Harrison was even going to make it in the National Football League. It's what lies within. Will Anderson is going to be a driven individual. I don't think he he has five-star gifts either. I, I don't. I, I don't think he's a slam dunk f- uh, physically. I, I don't think he's a guy that has all of this raw, dripping talent. I don't. I just think he's going to be so productive because he's a football player first. Well, if you have best player in the draft upside... That's not something that Mel Kuyper hands out to like 12 players each year. Oh, this guy could be the best player in the draft. And, you know, this is, again, this is the under the radar silver lining, I guess, to having a a terrible season, but not needing a quarterback because you might get the best player in the draft at three. You might get the, you might be able to trade down and get the best player in the draft at four. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, that's. And and that's probably most likely the scenario if you if you get Will Anderson. I know you mentioned Jalen Carter there at the end, but I mean, and maybe J- Jalen Carter has more raw talent, but character concerns is almost an understatement <laughs> right now because even before all the legal stuff, there was talk, okay, does this guy give it all on every play? That is not only not a question in scouts' minds with Will Anderson, it's viewed as a strength that he's going to give you everything he has yes. on every single play. You can never predict this stuff 100%. It's the draft, and, and, and you know this, obviously, because you've seen it firsthand with people. But 
if you're telling me there's two really high end prospects and one of them character is a major strength of theirs, I feel a lot safer with that pick. Yeah, how would you feel about a guy who was younger and didn't care about the NIL? How, how would you feel about a guy that was like, you know, Stunned? there's going to be plenty of time to make that? Well, he's right. They'll be. That's exactly right. There's going to be plenty of time to actually make that in the National Football League. I'll go out there and I'll knock it out of the park. I, I've got enough confidence in myself where I like where I'm sitting right now. It's, it's not about college. It's about the NFL. When I go to the NFL that's when I'll make my money. I, I, man, sold. Did you know the NIL thing before I played that clip? No. And you were already high on Will Anderson. No, no. Uh, just his football character. I cannot tell you how many guys I've been around had all the talent in the world. Oh, my goodness. Incredible specimen. Incredible talent. I played with guys over and over and over again that were just slam dunks. Can't misses. They just couldn't play. And then I played with so many guys that didn't have all the the traits, didn't check all the boxes, and all they did was go out there and beat you into the ground. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, there was a lot of good at Footprint Center last night. Was the ugliness the best part of that Suns win, though? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Feels easier to mention today. Maybe it's just me, but the context makes it easier to mention that uh, Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges combined for 58 points last night. <laughs> That's fine. We That's wish nice. them well. Yes. It's, it, isn't it a lot easier to look and say, wow, okay, Cam put up 31, Mikel put up 27. When Durant played and the Suns won, yes. it's a lot easier than, hey, they combined for 58 and KD's out for the next three weeks. We all root for the Twins. Everybody here in the Basin does for the most part. Yeah, I that's have, not going to change. I have yet to meet a Suns fan that's like, no, I, I, hope, know. I hope Mikel struggles. In fact, I Boy, that says so much about those guys. It, it Honestly, does. it does. The I, players that they were, the people that they are. Still saw a lot of Mikel Bridges jerseys at the game last night, which is not a shock. But <laughs> yeah, but I would say, man, I would say he was right up there. Just in in the you know the areas that I walked around the arena last night, I would say. Not that far off of Booker, honestly. Like Booker's clearly that's Booker's eventually going to get to the point where Fitz is at a Cardinals game, where you still see more Fitz jerseys than like the next three jerseys combined. Even though he's been retired unofficially for a few years now, do yeah. but um, yeah, still a lot of Mikael Bridges jerseys out there. But last night the Suns go out, they get the win. Kevin Durant does not have his best shooting game by far. In fact, it was probably his worst shooting game he's going to have with the Suns. But the defense. Got it done for the Suns. It was an ugly game, but it was a, a you, you'll take it. In fact, there's maybe even a little bit more to the fact that the Suns won an ugly game against a surging team. Here's Chris Paul post game on the radio talking about KD's defense. Yeah, I don't forget about his defense. <laughs> you know, I, I think his ability to, to switch, his low man, the way he changes shots, he's just a great basketball player. No There's a question. lot of guys in this league that's great scorers or great offensive players. He's just a great basketball player. 
Yeah, he is. He's a great basketball player in the defense, no doubt about it. I thought that was the most impressive thing last night, to see the Phoenix Suns go out there. They played a pretty good offensive team in Minnesota. They gave up no 30-point quarters and allowed 100 points in this game. And their most prolific scorer was ice cold. And they still won the game. Defense won the game for the Suns and... um. That, to me, is is so important for this team going forward, especially when we talk about the postseason, going into the postseason. And I thought Josh Kogi was the tip of the spear. Yeah, I, I know you said before you really liked the way he played in the fourth. Oh. I, don't, I don't disagree with you. But I also felt like he set the tone a little bit in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, in, in a lot of different ways, actually. Here's, uh, here's Monty Williams after the game saying, basically what you just said, Wolf, they won that game because of defense. What was the difference? Just our defense. Um, the way this team's been playing, you know, to hold them to 100 points and not one 30-point quarter was uh, the difference to me. I mean, you look at Chris and Book, we needed those guys to offensively carry us tonight. We didn't shoot the ball well at all, um, 41 from the field, and we only generated uh, 23s. That's not typical for us. Um, was early, we were giving up extra possessions as they were offensive rebounding. But our defense uh, tonight, um, especially against their go-to plays, uh, they got a couple of sets where they try to get Towns a three at the top. If you saw the game against Golden State, like that was pretty much the shot that won them the game. I thought our guys were locked in in the second half for sure in the middle third. And so if you ask me why we won tonight, um, it was the defense. I'm sure we all expect to see these offensive explosions when you have Kevin and Book and Chris and D.A., you know, and, and the shooters we have. But to be able to have that in your tool bag, that kind of defense, I think is something that we need. Yeah, you know, it's amazing, too, because you can talk about D.A. and his three blocks, and you can talk about Busy as well and how good he was on the defensive end of the floor. But as I said, J.O. to me is what really caught my attention. I thought he he did set the tone in the first, but also I thought he finished really, really well. Just uh, the, the shock and awe on some of the opponent's faces when he muscles his way into an offensive rebound. You know, the the look on their faces when he shows up, he deflects a ball and he hunts it down on the floor and he's he's diving on the floor, just single-minded of purpose. He's so fun to watch. And you can see sometimes the, the, the startled look on some of the opponents of Josh Okogie. Well, they got so many other things to worry about. From. If, if, you're, if you're playing the Suns now, you got to worry about KD, you got to worry about Booker, <laughs> you got to worry about Chris Paul, you got to worry about DeAndre Ayton. And all of a sudden, Josh, I mean, he's probably even lower on the list than some. If Bismack's out there, you got to worry about him getting rebounds, obviously. And Josh Okogie is, is really. The, the perfect fit for this team, the way they are currently constructed, because they have a guy like that that can step in. And, you know, to me, Wolf, it always comes back to how many different ways can you win a game. Yeah, and, and Monty right. Williams just alluded to it last in that cut. They're going to have games where they go out there and put up 130 and, and they're just going to they're just going to beat teams with KD and, and Booker's offense. Yes. That's just going to happen. But last night. 
KD couldn't get going in the first half. Booker really didn't shoot all that well. He, he made sure he got to the line and got some points that way. But they won with defense. They they won a different kind of game. And that's the kind of game and the versatility you're going to need in a seven-game series against a good team. Here's DeAndre Ayton after the game. You just got to stay with it. Um, like I said, them defensive plays, it's, it's contagious having guys like J.O. and T. Craig on the court, you know, when they all over the place like that, trying to guard one through five, even though they got their own man. <laughs> but, hey, you need that, you know? And we love to have two guys that do it. You know, I even count myself on one of those guys, you know, who's a hustle guy and, you know, just big momentum shifter. And, you know, it's really easy. And that was a, it was a lot of that today. I think J.O. had dinner, 10 boards, I think, you know, and KD was on the boards as well. So it's just a contagious thing where everybody has to do it as a group. Okay, can I talk about D.A.? Yeah. Can I just say Wait, Before you go, then, okay, let me just right. say the one yeah, thing. thank you. That block on Kyle Anderson, where he, like, had to reach down to block it. Yeah. That was enjoyable. Yeah, well, now, go ahead and say what you're going to say. Okay, I'm just saying this. So, listen, D.A. was D.O.A. on the offensive end of the floor for the most part. Until, I would say, the last five minutes of the game. He, he seemed to suddenly uh, grab the attention of everybody. He dunked a ball. On a pick and roll with CP3, he blocked a couple of shots. He started to play physically, but, you know, um, he showed up when it mattered the most. And that mattered to me. You know, I just, the guy is frustrating. He's frustrating to watch because he is so talented. You know all the physical gifts that he's been given right now. It's just hard to watch him go out there and and underperform, underwhelm. And he really picked it up. I give him a lot of credit. He picked it up in that second half and played good defense, I thought, in that second half and had a presence about him and, and got physical. And I like that. And, you know, at the same time, man, I just love to see him be more consistent. You know, we're not talking game to game here. We're talking quarter to quarter. He did. He bookended the game last night because you referenced the, the alley-oop from Chris Paul with about 32 seconds left in the game. That that sort of ended it. There were some free throws after that, but that sort of ended the game. He also got the scoring started with an alley-oop from Devin Booker 50 seconds into the game. And so at the very beginning, you're like, oh, okay, this might be a DA night. And then, you know, he finishes with, uh, what, 10 points and, and three rebounds. Um, you know, he made plays, though, that were big in the context of the game. And so I think we're hitting another crossroads with DeAndre Ayton. You can look at him and say, man, he's got all this talent. He was number one overall pick. He could be doing more. And there's going to be truth to that a lot of nights. Or you can look at him, and this is the way I'm going to choose to look at it now. With the team they have, they don't need him to be great. They need him to be, like you said, consistent would help. Uh, they need him to to pick Pick a spots is not the right word. They need him to make big plays and big moments. And I feel like last night, even though his stats were not good at all, he did make some big plays and big moments. They need him to be physical, I think. I think that's what they need him to be. They need him to be physical, play some physical defense, rip some boards down. They need him to be physical. Um, last night, again, uh, eight blocks by the Suns. Eight blocks, 11 steals. They forced 21 turnovers going all the way back to what we started talking about. The Suns' defense is why they won this game. And D.A. was part of that in the second half. In the first half, not so much. 
Uh, join Burns, Dave Burns, and the Arizona Sports Promo Team this Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon at the new Fulton Homes community, Barney Farms in Quinn Creek, where uh, he'll be hosting a two seconds is too long drowning prevention event. We'll be giving you the chance to win D-backs tickets plus live CPR demonstrations from the YMCA and the Queen Creek Fire Department. Drowning is 100% preventable. So come out and learn how to help keep kids safe around water. When we come back, okay, we've we've heard what Kevin Durant had to say about his home debut, and we've heard what some of his teammates had to say. What are they saying nationally about the Suns after what happened last night? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Suns run to the playoffs coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. It is uh, it is opening day. This is this is great, Wolf. We got, I believe, four baseball games going already. Uh, nice. Steve Gilbert's going to join us in a little bit. Covers the D-backs, obviously, for MLB.com. Talk about uh, the D-backs upcoming season, and they will be starting their season in L.A. against the Dodgers tonight. Now we've, uh, as far as basketball, you know, we've given you our thoughts, and we played some of the KD audio, and, and we've got more audio from uh, teammates talking about KD. But I, I figured, actually, this is your idea, producer Wolf. Let's why not go national here? Produce. Why not get some of the uh, the national perspective on this team now after after you know last night's one game and it's one win, and, right? And so nationally, it might not even be on the radar, except it is because it's Kevin Durant. Here's uh, here's Nick Friedel talking about the Suns. The amount of space that Kevin creates just by being on the floor with us is amazing. And the amount of relief in this building that Durant actually got through this game and did what he needed to do was palpable. And Neil, the, the challenge for the Suns now is to find a little bit of rhythm, get Kevin to take a deep breath and relax. But this team absolutely believes with him on the floor, they can win a title this season. That is, oh my goodness, I love that right there because that's what all great players do. They present opportunities opportunities for their teammates and that's what Kevin Durant does that's what Devin Booker does for his teammates it gives them the opportunity to create space on the floor and it makes me think immediately of a dominant three technique a guy that dominates on the inside like an Aaron Donald but you don't even have to be Aaron Donald he's the best of the best just a guy that is a dominant three technique a good football player the way that helps everyone else around him or a great edge player as well where suddenly the offensive line is sliding that offensive line towards that edge player or just really doing everything they can to stop the edge and their game plan is built around protecting their quarterback because of it. It impacts games. Kevin Durant impacts games when he doesn't have the ball. That's when you know you're a great player. Especially on defense. You could you could see it and, and I, I purposely wanted the angle that we had last night on the seats because you could see you could see Minnesota's offense be disrupted just by Kevin Durant moving like he's he's that he's just that disruptive it's not like oh here's KD with a blocker KD stepped in the lane stole the pass no because he moved to his left Minnesota had to shift what they're doing you know you mean offensively Minnesota had to shift offensively what they were doing because Kevin Durant moved basically 
That, okay. That's that's how impactful he is out there because he's so big and he moves around like he's smaller than he is. Yeah. So you could you yeah, but he could also watch it. offensively for the Suns he creates so much well, I was space. Getting to that, well, I've got okay. the Devin Booker cut right here talking about how defenses have to play completely differently now against the Suns. Yeah, it's completely different. Um, and most teams don't have you know two solid defenders like Minnesota does with with Ant and um, McDaniel. So you know I know it frees up Chris a lot. You know it's going to be hard for guys to be picking them up 94 feet every time. Um, you know so it relieves pressure for everybody, which is a big deal after what we saw in the playoffs last yeah. year. No, it really is. I can't stress it enough. Great players impact game plans for the most part, and they give so much opportunity to their teammates because they are great players. It doesn't matter what sport you're talking about. You want to talk about getting a little time in space? You're a great player. You're probably not going to get a lot of time in space in the NHL. <laughs> They're going to do everything they can to take that away, which opens up opportunities for other guys. That happens in every sport. It is, to me... Um, the determinant as to whether or not you are a great player when they start great, uh, game planning just to take you away. When that starts happening, um, you know you're a great player. And Kevin Durant presents so much opportunity for his teammates. I, I couldn't help but think during the game, though, last night of that Anthony Edwards clip from like a month ago of, well, yeah, they got Kevin Durant, but we got Jaden McDaniels. Who is, who is a solid? He is a solid defensive yeah, player. No, you're right. Uh, I don't. I don't think Anthony Edwards was trying to say that as a joke. It just kind of sounded like, oh, well, hold on. I mean, <laughs> just hold on. Like that sounds like something you say when you're joking about thought, one of your friends. I thought he was exactly, and that's what I thought he was doing. He yeah. was ripping his teammate, whom he loves and probably has a great relationship. But I don't with. think he would have done that in that platform. I, <laughs> He might say it on the court to somebody. I know. I just he 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 couldn't have meant it, right? I mean, he maybe he's very enthusiastic about his team. Maybe. All right, uh, back for some more of the uh, national perspective. Here's another one from Nick Friedle. Kevin may be a basketball god, but what we were reminded of here tonight was that Kevin is still a human being. And I'll take you back to the pregame locker room. I see this guy come running through, and he goes into the training room, and he looks at everybody and goes, well, we got through that. Because I think he was so freaked out by that turned ankle and the fact that he hadn't made his home debut here yet in Phoenix, and he wanted to put on a show. But the reality is he got out there, and he was jittery. He was missing shots he's going to make, and he's going to make all kinds of different plays that he didn't make tonight. But the reality is Suns were just happy he was there. Chris Paul and Devin Booker said the same thing. There it is right there. I mean, just the fact he is a human being. This is what I love. I have learned this about Kevin Durant. He is the humanity of it all. And the fact that he was a little nervous going out there and ran back and said, we made it through that. I, you know, how funny was that? Because everybody in the building is thinking it. Right. So is he thinking it? <laughs> yeah, he's probably thinking it more than anybody. That's, that is absolutely fantastic right there. But it is the humanity that I've been so impressed, the humanity of Kevin Durant that I have been so impressed with, the way he speaks of his teammates. Now, again, I don't know behind the scenes. I, I don't know the conversations he has with his coaches. I, I don't know. I just know by reputation right now and what everyone else says about KD, this this guy is going to be so good for this team going forward. I'm so glad he is here.
if 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 he is everything that I've heard him say, if he's all that and he's just enunciating what it is that makes him different, if he is all that based on earnings, I'm here to tell you right now. I can't wait to see the next three years with this team. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And and it goes back to the conversation that we had a lot last year of, you know, that locker room last year, at least during the regular season, was so tight-knit that you anybody that was going to step in had to be vetted. Remember when they traded for Torrey yes. Craig? It's like, okay, well, they know Torrey, so he's allowed in that locker room. A player... Uh, of all-star caliber, you would you you would alter things for a little bit if you had to, probably, but you don't want to. Kevin Durant's above an all-star, and they yeah. don't have to alter anything. Yes. He he has been, and it's everything we heard. He has been the okay. I'm going to come in and fit in around you guys. Yeah. Now, to a certain extent, with Kevin Durant's on the floor, everybody's fitting around him because he's just that good. Yes. But in terms of personality-wise, he is absent. I mean, we've seen a few examples of it now. He wants to fit in here, and you know that resonates well with guys like Devin Booker. Here's Booker after the game last night. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole city's been waiting on this. Um, you know, it was a really special night, you know, a big night in the history of the organization. And, you know, the, the fans showed the love that, that was deserved. So, you know, I'm happy it came in a win. Minnesota's been playing really good basketball as of late. And, and I'm happy we could come out with it. I always wonder, like, if the Suns win the title at some yeah. point, is somebody going to write a book about it? And if you write that book, you're going to have to include, like, the history of the Suns. Maybe Devin Booker's going to write the book because he always puts stuff in historic context as it's happening. Yeah. Maybe he'll entitle it Kyrie or Kevin. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, Kyrie. You know, Dallas is a mess, that, by the way. We'll get into that later on. Yeah, I should have known, though, that Kevin Durant was going to be a squared away dude inside that locker room. I should have known that. I should have known it was more Kyrie. The drama that Kevin Durant seems to have created uh, wherever he's gone, maybe it was not due to Kevin Durant. As a matter of fact, I should have trusted Monty Williams and James Jones and their knowledge of KD when they were trying to acquire him should have trusted their judgment in regard to Kevin Durant. Well, if you need the point driven home, just go ahead and listen to KD's comments. And then, like I said, go find Kyrie's comments after the game in Dallas. Because um, they could not be going in more opposite directions right now. That's rough. Uh, Yeah, it's a real shame. Coming up, all of today's top sports stories in one place, Wolf and Down Your Lunches. Next, it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.